You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Wow, Matt, fellow adventurers. We are back at the threshold to the murk, which is not a very nice place. It's all stinky and gross and soggy, and things keep trying to bite and kill you. And that's before you got these these undead, soggy, mucky skeletons that are going around causing trouble and killing people. So while, while it's been a day or so for us, only a couple of minutes have passed for Sir Crokington, who just took a little nap to... who just took a breather. Now let's enter the swamp. Right now, we're searching for those bron- for those wandering statues. Which means I am also wandering, just wandering around at random. It's a very mazy area. If I told you everywhere I was going... Oh, here comes one of them. Let's just attack this statue. The statue moves slowly to counter your attack. Its deep set eye is not portraying any sign of emotion. The stone guardian strikes at you with its heavy fist. I'm not sure how I'm stabbing this, but it is a magic knife from a serial killer, so I guess it can kill anything it wants. And it has. Eh. How about that? Now you're a statue serial killer as well. Stone being, 5xp. The stone being crumples to the ground. Deep set eyes flicker several times before finally closing. You shift through the cracked, violent tangled remains of the stone guardian. A surprise to discover what appears to be a wedge-shaped shard of a bronze disc. Based on the size of the disc, it takes seven of these shards to construct the disc. 
So I take the curious item with you. Okay, that's four of them. So we're halfway through the ones we actually have to gather in the swamp. I've taken a few minutes to readjust your equipment. You once again set off through the perilous swamp. Because we, we got one from old man Twote before we set off. So we only have to find six ourselves. Which means a lot of wandering about. And getting very, 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 very muddy. And here comes the Merc men. You freeze in your tracks as the ground before you begins to weave and buddle, bubble. You watch in horror as a thick humanoid form erupts from the mire at your feet, blocking your path. The horrific creature stretches open a gaping mouth and bellows into the air. Two cool eyes spits spling open Mr. Dampoos that drips from his head. You now face one of the legendary Merc Men of the Merc. It's a Merc Man. I wonder if some of the Merc Men were actually Merc Women. Because, I mean, it's kind of hard to tell when they're covered with ooze. The Merc Man bellows and attacks you with a weapon obscured by ooze. Anyway, it's slain. 2xp. The Merkman explodes, shattering you a shower of lukewarm mud and ooze. Ooh, lukewarm. You quickly wipe away the fetid layer of murk that obscures your vision and behold a curious sight. Lying on the ground where the Merkman once stood are the skeletal remains of a human. Mingled in with the badly singed bones is the following. It's a stone longsword. It's... It's very heavy, and it's not that good. You spend the next few moments wiping the foul-smelling ooze from your face and clothing before you prepare to once again set off through the tangled swamp. Oh, here's two of them now. Oh no, there's more of them. But not for long, as they are now slain. They explode. They drop short stone swords. This short sword has a thick blade of rough stone. This weapon is of common quality. It's useless. I mean, I guess in the very, very early game, before they put replayables in, I guess you might be desperate enough to pick up every single one of the swords and resell them. But even then, that, that would be... What? 50, 100 or so gold per hour, maybe? Yeah, it'd be a very slow way of getting gold. But back then, that was your only way. So maybe some, pe some people probably did that. So they could buy that expensive full plate armour. Your progress through the swamp is, is halted when you spy a medium-sized troll snake swiveling along your path less than, less than 10 feet away. What is a troll snake? These large snakes are usually found, found in wet areas such as bogs or swamps. The grotesque actor was actually the creation of an ancient mage who managed to cross a swamp troll with a snake. 
The skin of the skull snake is much sought after by cloviers across the realms for its beautiful sheen and durability. Okay, a troll and a snake. Well, there's only one way that could have happened, and it requires music with a very low bass and a candlelit dinner. Because a low enough bass, with a low enough bass, anything is possible. Even things that really, really shouldn't happen. Alright, let's attack this snake. The troll snake strikes out at you with lightning speed as you move in to attack. The troll snake hisses and strikes at you and is slain. The troll snake lies lifeless at your feet. You marvel at the sheer ugliness of this creature. A abomination born of twisted sorcery. So I could attempt to skin it. And this was how you got the gold back when the Merc was the only replayable content in the game. Because even after you're finished here, you can still explore the Merc. It's not going anywhere. It's too big and too soggy. Skin the Troll Snake. Utilising your woodmanship skill, you set about skinning the Troll Snake. Several minutes of exacting labour pay off, and you will reward you with a fine snake skin. Troll Snake Skin. This beautiful snake skin once belonged to a Troll Snake. So the creature is ugly. But its skin is beautiful. Hmm. Of that, I guess in this case, the beauty we is truly only skin deep. You toss the skinless carcass of the dead snake into the mur- murky pool of the water, where it floats for several seconds before slipping beneath the surface. You once again set off through the swamp. Well, I'm sure something will eat it. And then it will probably try to eat me. Right, kind of in the north of the... In the middle of the north side now. Strolling along. Here's the northeast corner. I could leave through here. Dense foliage of the swamp suddenly passed. You can clearly see a broad path facing the east into the bright sunlight. It appears that you've last come away out of this perilous mob. Cogs, Cogmire. I head east? What happens if I head east? We're standing in an area of rolling wooded hills at the edge of the vast forest. Behind you, the perilous mire known as the Merc spreads out in sight in all directions. To a quick survey of surroundings, you believe you would be able to safely rest here for a while, should you need to. You also realise that from here... You can safely return to the town of Stormfield by moving along the perimeter of the swamp. What happens if I rest here? In a small thicket not far from the edge of the swamp, you settle down for a much needed rest. So that's what happens if you try to leave the swamp. I don't think I tried that last time, so this is new. Alright, back into the murk. Alright, and... Unlike other times, I'm still keeping the little footsteps you get on the map from the places you've been. Alright, where are you? Ooh, 
something stirred up. Suddenly, your eyes are drawn to a two-foot, twelve-legged insect making its way along the ground in your direction. The insect has a broad, flat head and the raised tail the tip, which is a nasty-looking stinger. You instantly recognise this creature to be a grey stinger. A single, a single sting from one of these insects contains enough venom to paralyse a forest troll. The grey stinger begins moving towards you at rapid pace, and you hurriedly prepare to defend yourself. There's a... More about the grey stinger. This large grey insect has a broad, flat head, 12 legs, and can grow as large as 3 feet in length. Its long tail portion is equipped with a venomous stinger capable of incapacitating or killing very large prey. These insects are aggressive and will usually attack most living things upon sight. Now, now that, 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 that doesn't make sense for most animals, unless you're an ant or a honey badger. Because ants can get away with it because they don't care if they live or die. And honey badger don't care either. And everyone else knows that honey badger don't care. And so they stay away. But for those animals, the attack everything on sight, that's just going to get you killed. Grey stinger, anyway. We're going to stab it. Attempts to strike you with this stinger. You've been stung by the grey stinger. The deadly venom does 12 damage. But fortunately, it's already dead. 1 XP. You rest for a few moments following your victory, once again setting off the tangled maze that is the murk. Ah, some pretty potent venom there. Oh, it's sort of in the northeast corner. Ooh, the ground feels firmer and underfoot in this section of the swamp. And now, now I'm back to regular mucky swamp. Right near the northeast corner, but not. But in another way. Geographically near, but the way the human travels, far. Alright, past the firm area. Alright, so moving towards the southeast corner. Going round, and come on, where are you, you stone guardians? I have to slay you. Oh, here's another troll stake. It's medium-sized, I'll just attack it. Attack it. Skin it. Utilising your woodsmanship skill, you prepare to skin the dead troll stake. However, a closer examination of the carcass reveals the skin has been too badly damaged during the fight to be of any worth. You decide against skinning the troll stake. Uh, oh, I broke it. Now, that was quite a source of money back in the days when there wasn't sources of money. Head south and leave the swamp. Uh, it's the same as the other places. Move back to the murk. The sound of heavy, ragged breathing approaches from behind, causes you to spin around, prepared to defend yourself. 
Looping along the narrow trail behind you is the half-rotted form of a swamp troll. The hideous, seven-foot-tall, half-rotting humanoid appears to be following your scent. Upon catching sight of you, it rises to its full, fearsome height and unleashes a glutteral snarl. The swamp troll extends long, stone-like claws from the end of its bony fingers and rushes towards you. Well, just take down this troll... Oh yeah, I, I might have killed your son. Or daughter. You know, the one who was a snake? That one? Yeah, if it, I might have, if it is your son or daughter, uh, I might have killed him. Oh, you don't, you're not mad about that? Oh, oh you're mad anyway. Oh, no matter. Swamp Troll claws at you viciously and is slain. 2xp. Well... A loud droning buzz fills the air bzz, as a swarm of black-bodied wasps descends out of the sky straight towards you. Before you have a chance to react, the cloud of stinging insects has nearly enveloped you. I must have disturbed something. Or oh, they're just being dicks. The ferocious black wasps attack you from all sides. Because fictional wasps are sometimes just dicks. Real life wasps, if they attack you, it's probably because you've made them all panic and think, yeah, this guy's going to kill us, sort of thing. And you have slain. Anyway, it's slain. 2xp. You rest for a few moments following your victory before once again setting out for the tangled maze that is the Merc. Uh, I'm exploring all the bits. Lots of pl- lots of little nooks and crannies here. Nothing in them because it's a swamp. And if there was anything in the in here, it would have sunk. It's here's another grey stinger. The grey stinger attempts to strike you with its stinger. You've been stung by the grey stinger. The deadly venom does 28 damage. That's ridiculous. Good job I can heal. Uh, And you can always just get to the edge of the swamp and west. But, I mean, if you're weaker, oh, it's another swarm of black wasps. Just take them down. Yum, 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 probably. Because, you know, a toad. A vague, unsettling feeling comes over you as you trek through this portion of the swamp. Then I will just uh, leave it be. I'll leave this bit be. Ah, yeah. This is the bit that spirals towards the temple. It's in the middle, and I am going to leave this bit be. Because I have a vague, unsettling feeling. And you gotta trust your vague, unsettling feelings. Alright, and there we are. Oh, here we go, finally! It's another of those statues. Attack the statue. Stabity, 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 stab. Stab, 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 stab. You see that? Glittering, glittering long life. It's so much nicer to kill to kill monsters than humans. You know, innocent humans. 
I mean, I mean, you can still kill bad, bad humans if I come across them. If that's okay with you, you're not alive. You don't care. All right, that's the fifth bronze disc shard. Only a couple more to go, and then we can go back. I'll go back to that old witch in her hut. Suddenly, a medium-sized stump turtle hauls itself directly onto the path you're following. It's bulky. Stump-shaped head, standing nearly two feet off its back. The powerful reptile is over four feet long. The turtle turns its head in your direction and snaps its sharp beak several times. Perhaps as a warning to you. Oh, let's just attack this turtle then. Oh, but there's a link for it. These long, large turtles are known for their foul tempers and powerful jaws. There are many fishermen throughout the realms who have lost entire limbs to these sometimes ferocious predators, ferocious reptiles. The stump, the stump turtle shell is shaped like a tree stump. Hence the creature's name. It uses this odd disguise to its advantage in the swampy areas it normally inhabits. Should you encounter a stump turtle, please use extreme caution. Uh, no, 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 I'll just attack it instead. I'll use regular caution. The stump turtle surges forward with surprising speed as it moves to meet your, meet your advance. Alright. <coughs> Snaps it to its sharp beak and is slain. Oh yeah, you think you're so big because your skin's hard. Well, then it's slimy. Well, you're not. You're... Well, actually, you are big. You're big, but you're not, you're not important. He rests for a few moments following your victory, for once again setting off through the tangled maze that is the murk. Keep going, keep going, just randomly strolling about. Here's another troll snake. Just, just going to smash, 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 smash. It hisses and attacks. Skin it. Another troll snake skin. I'll be selling all of these and then never pay any attention to troll snake skins again. Because they are now pretty much redundant. Except, you know, as flavour. Uh, near the southern side now. I've been pretty much everywhere in the murk. I'm getting all murky and muddy and miry and delunged and dirty and filthy and scoggy and soggy. Soggy, am I? And I've got enough splinters to make a loggy or something like that. And uh, round and round. Where are you, your statues? I know you're here somewhere. There are those footprints. Don't need to follow them for now. And all right, that was the southwest corner. I think I've been I've been to all the main squares of the swamp, apart from the the vaguely foreboding area and the firm ground area. In the middle and to the east. Those I will explore 
once I've got the got this disc all finished. Ground feels firmer. Nope, none of that yet. I've got to get myself some stuff. All right, oh, here's the other statue. It's trying to kill me, as statues do. <coughs> You've slain your foe. Five XP. All right, I now, I now have six shards. One more to go. It's the final statue. Doo-doo-doo. It's three Merkmen. Stab, stab, stab. Stab, stab, stab. I'm fighting the statues to seek a bronze disc. Then I can find. Oh, here it is. Away past the Guardian. There's so many miles left to scrunch and scrunch my way through, my way through. But actually there isn't, cause it's the final statue. And so on. The Stone Guardian strikes at you with its heavy fist and is slain. And there goes the seventh disc. You currently have acquired all seven pieces of the brunt. Currently have all seven pieces required to piece together the bronze disc. Although I'm not quite certain how to do it. Alright, well, whenever you're in trouble, find an old man NPC or an old woman NPC. Because they know what's going on. And they can give you quests. And when you do the quests, they can explain how to do it. Oh, here's another statue. Oh, there's, there's, there's other statues. There's an unlimited supply of statues, apparently. That or someone's been fixing them up. Nothing of interest this time. Good job I fought the statues with the... With the bronze discs in first, isn't it? And quite inconvenient if I fought those the 53rd time. Yeah, all, all the ones with the statu- with the bronze disc. They were just hiding somewhere. <laughs> just to annoy me. And then, oh, just think beat form work, man. Anyway, I've got to get back to Uthru the Wise. She's very wise. Into the small hut. Alright, it's the same. It's the same same text you meet and you normally enter the hut. Now I can show the seven bronze dick shards to her. If you'll nod solemnly and point a bony finger to the warring fire inside the wings. Place the shards in the fire, she says. You do as she is instructed. And... And the moment the shards have been dropped into the stone, into a circle of stones, the fire begins to burn with renewed intensity. Uthiel rises from her chair and faces the fire. Without hesitation, she reaches over. She leans over and reaches into the flames. 
Her arm retreats from the blade, showing no signs of any burns. Well, she is a master of all the magics. And, uh, and in her hand, she holds a small, fully formed bronze disc. She then turns and hands the disc to you. Let's have a look at it. This bronze disc was created by Uthriel the Wise out of the seven shards you collected. You examine the bronze disc and discover the seven shards you collected now make up a flat, seamless disc you hold in your hand. You hold in your hand the key to unlock a great weapon. A weapon capable of defeating the fearsome creature that guards the ruined temple at the heart of the swamp. The last holdout of the spirit and his minions. You ask you for where to find. Find the weapon she spoke of and what it will look like. You must travel far to the east through the swamp. Then a bit to the north, he says. It's far from here, but you will find it. When the ground beneath feels firm beneath it, <gasps> we've been there. The weapon's resting place is close at hand. Ithil takes a seat next to the fire and studies you carefully. Take care as you go, she says gravely. I have once again sensed the presence of others in the swamp. The wickedness of their spirit is not easily concealable. May the elder spirits wash it, watch over you, Sir Crokington. If you'll fall silent, and you bid her farewell before leaving her hut, continuing on on your way. All right. Let's get. Let's get to the place where it's firm underfoot. You come upon a smart pile of moss-covered stone blocks. To making a collection of a curious pile, decide there's nothing of interest here and continue on your way. I don't know what those were, what that bit is. Maybe it's a way to get the disc statues without defeating any of the statues. Maybe it's just, just a thing. Hmm. Uh, I'm making my way mostly east. A little bit north. Four Merkmen. Take that, take that, take that. Quick heal, quick heal, quick heal. They have their terrible weapons. More Merkmen. You are made of Merk. And you're men. Possibly some of you are women. I'm not, I've, I've not, it's not really an ideal circumstance to... Circumstance to an analyzer skeleton. Well, I found the place. Well, well I think I have anyway. Oh, there's a curious pile of moss covered stone blocks. I must have hmm, not described well there it is. You're standing in a large clearing. Hearing in the midst of the swamp. The grave is much firmer here. Three towering hardwoods. An ash, an oak, an ash and a maple. Dominate the centre of the clearing and stretch far above the surrounding swamp. The trees, which seem particularly healthy despite their surroundings, 
Seen quite out of place for this type of environment. Well, something must be happening then. Let's have a closer look at these trees. A closer examination of the three hard hardwoods reveals that, that each devoid of even the slightest imperfection, save one. Okay, that is suspicious. Trees don't do that sort of thing. They don't do it naturally, anyway. A dish-shaped depression exists in the base of each of the three trunks. Alright, let's go use this. Let's go use the bronze disc. You realise your bronze disc would fit perfectly to any of the impressions. You now decide which to which tree's impression you will fit disc. Uh, maple trees. You, be, you fit the bronze disc into impression in your truck of the maple tree. Almost instantly, the ground begins to shake ever so slightly. After several seconds, the shaking subsides and you remove the disc. Uh, maybe oak tree. Same thing, same thing again. Alright, third time's a charm ash tree. Fit the bronze disc into the impression in, in trunk of the ash tree. Just almost instantly, the ground begins to shake ever so slightly. Several seconds, shaking subsides, and you remove your disc. Oak tree. Ash tree. And here it comes. Maple tree. Okay, well, I've put enough discs in enough places, and now something has happened. You leap back as all the trunks of all three trees begin to shudder violently. With a deafening rumble, the ground opens at the base of the hardwoods, and the towering trees begin sinking into the earth. You watch in amazement as the towering hardwoods are rapidly swallowed up. The open gash in the earth rumbles short after the tip of the last tree disappears from view. Only moments later, not a trace of the three trees remains. Lying in the middle of the clearing, where the trees once stood, is a staff. The weapon has a roughly hewn wooden shaft and a tip of sharpened stone. It appears quite unremarkable, but it's obviously special since I went for all that work to get it. I decide to take the staff. It's a garled wooden staff. This garled wooden staff is in the shape of a snake and fitted with the tip of sharpened stone. This weapon is of magical quality. Okay. Uh, does she... Does Uthil have anything to say about this staff? I'll just go visit her and see. Making my way to the west. Go west, for life is peaceful there. Go west, you have to go east sometimes, because it's mazy. Well, I'm nearly there. Gone west. Despite the fire, the walls inside a circle of stones in the middle of the floor, it's nearly pitch black inside the small hut. Your senses are overwhelmed by the combined odour of musty earth and wood smoke. Smoke. You can see no sign of Ithril inside the small hut. As you turn to leave the hut, you can't help but feel as if you're being watched. I guess she's gone off to help another adventurer. Ooh, here's something. Something heavy lands on your back, pitching you face first into the muck and the ooze at your feet. 
Uh, well, I'm all right with that. Not very far. You manage. You, manage. you slip out. And we gain your footing, only to find a large silver-striped constrictor has dropped on you. On the overarching tree limb, the ten-foot snake begins to dislocate its jaws and attempt to swallow me whole. What is a silver-striped constrictor? These large, dark-shelled snakes have a wide silver stripe that runs the length of their torsos. They grow quite large, sometimes exceeding 20 feet in length, and can adapt to survive remarkably well in almost any climate. These powerful constrictors are slow-moving, and prefer to drop on their unsuspected prey from above, with the goal being to incapacitate the victim before squeezing it to death. The tide of this snake is quite oily and pungent, and therefore not desirable. Well, let's attack this snake. The large constrictor moves forward to swallow me even more and prepares to defend itself from your attack. Alright, begin combat. The large snake lunges forward, mouth opened. Oh no, it seems strong. Anyway, it is slain. I, got, I was a little bit in the mouth at the time, but that just brought me near the brain! <laughs> yes. You rest for a few moments following your victory, for once again setting out through the tangled maze that is the Merc. Alright, I'm going to go to the middle section of the Merc. Well, I feel the vague sense of unease. Four Merkmen, down they go. They're all gone, they drop their useless weapons, their useless and very heavy weapons. Pile of moss covered stone blocks. I'm. Are, they, are these filling in for. Are, are, they, are these. Are they, is these filling in for. The the statues you would have found. Yeah, that must be it. Something like that, anyway. No, no, no. I'm too north, too north now. Oh, this is another silver strike constrictor. Don't you try and swallow me whole. I'll stab you for that. And I do. Alright, making my way. Moss covered pile of stones. Massive swamp troll, just going to take that down. And stabity stab stab stab, 4xp. Another Merkman. Don't take nope. No business with Merkmen other than stabbing. Here's another troll snake. I stab and then I skin. And I will sell that skin later. Another swamp troll. And slain. 
Uh, okay, I'm making my way there, nearly at the middle. There's another Merkman. And the stone sword. Uh, here, I think here it is. Ah, this is a west spot. So I will west. Restore my envy. You're standing at the edge of a wide, dark pool. The surface of the pool ripples and bubbles as if many living creatures are continuously disturbing the water from below. In the middle of the pool, about a hundred yards from where you now stand, a large island of grey rock rises high out of the water. The surface of the island is covered with large boulders and thick patches of stunted trees. In a narrow stone bridge, now stone bridge in quite an advanced state of disrepair spans the dark pool. Well, I'll save first before I cross a bridge. Because bridges are a good place to stage an ambush. Or, you know, just blow up the bridge. That would work. Or any other type of trickery. You know, someone else has been here recently. It's Lutheran. He's, he's a starting starting out adventurer. Hmm. Must have learned either telekinesis or necromancy at your throw. Hmm. Doesn't has some pretty very poor equipment. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure if he'll be able to handle it. But we'll see. We'll see. What do I recent events say? See how he's doing. Lutheran. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Uh, no, I'm not seeing him. Don't know when he was there. Someone's been fighting blood grubs. Someone went to a castle. Someone fought a giant spider. Someone subdued a matter of... Someone subdued an irate mage. A matter of secrecy was started. Some silver-eyed wats. By Le Visitar. And the statue is moving around. Anyway, time to cross the stone bridge to the island. You've made it nearly halfway across the narrow stone bridge. When the surface of the pool to your right suddenly explodes. Covering you with a shower of murk and stagnant water. A near-shattering screech pierces the air as something long and dark rises out of the water. Rising out of the swamp, on the back right to the right of the bridge, is the head and elongated neck of a gigantic black-scaled serpent. The serpent rises to its full height, nearly 20 feet above the surface of the water, and opens a mouth full of razor-sharp teeth. The gargantuan beast emits an ear-piercing shriek that reverberates throughout the rest of the swamp. 
creature's large eyes spring open, revealing red orbs of flame that narrow coolly as they settle upon you. The serpent's head strays from side to side rhythmically as a long, black, forked tongue flickers in and out of its mouth. You suddenly realise you can see straight through this creature. Serpent appears to be a massive shadow. You find it difficult to break away from the creature's hypnotic stare. And without warning, the massive head plunges down towards you, its shoot jaws gaping wide as it moves to strike. So, I have a few options here. Fortification. It's got to be at 20 plus, which I just about have. I could just fight it, or I could run. I'm going to use fortification. It succeeded. You hastily summoned a defence to block the lunging shadow serpent. A shimmering curtain of a heavy silver chain materialises and hovers in the air before you, several feet in front of the place. Your face. The links begin to grow bright green, and you brace for impact as the, ma- as the massive serpent's head screams towards you on a collision course. You pray your summoned defence holds. A horrendous jolt knocks you off your feet, and the bridge shudders as the serpent slams into the your magical barrier. The serpent recoils from the impact in shock, and emits a painful, angry shriek. Its massive head sways back and forth, only a few feet in front of the shimmering chain curtain. Suddenly, the curtain vanishes, leaving you exposed to the fearsome creature. You quickly realise there may be an opportunity to seize here. While the serpent is still stunned, okay, I gotta, I gotta have to attack it, even though it probably wouldn't even notice if it swallowed me all. Attack the stunned shadow serpent before the terrifying serpent has a chance to regain its sense, senses. You launch your attack because it's stunned. The melee serpent will have its melee weighting reduced for the first three rounds of combat. It's a shadow serpent. And my weapon is ineffective because it's a shadow and it's not really there. Instead, I will use, well, obviously it's time to use the guard wooden staff. The stone tip of your staff flares bright red as a wither of flame surges forth from it and washes over the shadow serpent for 34 damage. Use it again for 50 51 damage, the the shadow serpent shrieks and strikes at you with its gaping mouth. But I managed to jump out of the way in time. No point even trying to stab it. Staff again! Shadow serpent is no longer stunned! Oh no, the shadow serpent shrieks and strikes at you with its gaping mouth. Now I will use the power of Waif Touch. Alright, uh... Wave touch. No weapon is ineffective. It's only. What about if I use elemental fury? Oh, a deadly cyclone of stone and earth surges your foe. Just throws damage. Oh, okay, that it do, It can work. It can work. I guess it's immune to some magics, but not others. Or maybe I just missed. Anyway. It is slain. 
262 experience, spread over quite a few different things. The Shadow Serpent stretches its mouth wide open and emits a long, desolate wail. The entire body shimmers briefly and then vanishes, leaving behind no trace of its existence. You pause momentarily to reflect upon the enormity of your victory before continuing across the bridge to the island. The ground here is much firmer underfoot than the boggy terrain you've become accustomed to throughout the west of the swamp. And the surface of the island is littered with large boulders and thick patches of stunted trees. You discover a narrow path leading south through a patch of forest and move cautiously along it. The ground continues to wide as the path winds its way to the island island's interior and you soon find yourself navigating a rather steep incline. You stop to catch a quick breath and to climb a particularly treacherous portion of the path and are just about to continue when a faint, eerie sound rises up through the trees ahead. The sound of several voices chanting. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think this is just some jolly little jolly little Barney going on here. No, no, no. You listen to the eerie chanting for several minutes, and determined the source must still lie a good distance to the south. Eager to identify what the source of the haunting sound might be, you resume your climb up the narrow path, your senses alert for any sign of, the da- of danger in the surrounding forest. The chanting grows louder as you move further into the island's interior, and feel at any moment you'll stumble upon its source. As you reach the top of the boulder-strewn hillside, you suddenly freeze in your tracks as your eyes fall upon an unnerving scene in the forest clearing below. In a grassy clearing at the base of the hill lies the cracked, vine-entangled ruins of an ancient temple. The ground looks swampy throughout the clearing, and indeed it appears that much of the ruined structure has been swallowed up by the mire. Chanting rises up from the clearing, and your eyes are drawn to the source of the haunting sound. Three black-robed, hooded figures stand around a wing of raised stones. Inside the wing of stones, a pool of dark water roils and churns. An uneasy feeling comes over you as you recognise the black-robed figures are corrupted, members of an evil religious order devoted to the d- to the worship of the dark god Joath. I don't think I clicked the link to Kurund last time. The Kurund is a name given to a secretive religious order. Those members have dedicated their life to worshipping and serving the dark god Joath, who it is believed the number of Kurund have dwindled precipitately over the many centuries the order has been in existence. Members of the sinister group can be found in all corners of the known world, across almost every walk of life. While the ceremonial garb of the Korond consists of black hooded robes, or at the very least, entirely black attire, members of the Dark Order strive to blend into the world, world around them, assuming ordinary professions and wearing ordinary clothing. Many believe the ultimate goal of Kuwund 
is to find a way to allow Joeth and his servants to enter the world. It isn't known whether some Quran wield a special dark magic, granted to them due to their strong association with Jolaf and his minions, or if the spellcasters among the order simply make use of the more traditional magical disciplines. Quran have long been associated with crime throughout Swift. Tales of woving bands of Kurund, wobbing and mur- murdering are not entirely uncommon, particularly in the more remote corners of the world. Ah, so they're like the, the thuggies. <laughs> but <laughs> openly evil <laughs> and fictional. Over the centuries, several prominent personages have been rumoured to have been allied with the Quand, but few of those believed to have actually been members of the Dark Order. Yep. Yep, the Quand. They're bad guys. Very, very bad guys. Because if you want a bad guy, bring in a Quand. Because they'll do bad. If you want the wonder monster summoned, they'll do that. You want someone to be stabbing for no reason? They'll do that. You want someone to do weird blood sacrifice? Oh, they are totally into that. Three fit the three figures weighs their arms to the sky in unison as their chanting grows in pitch and intensity. Rise from your eternal prison, servant of Joeth, intones one of the Quand. His voice is a deep murmur Topath, we summon thee. Your path to the world is clear, servant of Joath. Come forth and raise the army our master desires. The pool of dark water around which the corn stand begins to boil and bubble with increased fever. You watch in horror as the surface of the waters starts to rise something is emerging from the pool and I don't think it's here to give us ice cream the three Quran continue to chant as dark slimy worm like shape begins to emerge from the rotting pool inside the wing of stones You realise that whatever evil ceremony the Korund have performed here was in its final stage, and the spirit of Tefok is now attempting to take form in this world before your very eyes. You instantly recognise the danger Tefok will pose if he is allowed to take form and raise an entire army of Merkmen. You must quickly find a way to disrupt the ceremony. Alright, I've got a few options here. I've got archery, illusion, telekinesis, Gating or just charge? Hmm. What about if I use gating? Because that has the greatest chance of success. Because that's got the highest level. He succeeded. A low hum fills the air as a Neville gate opens next to you. Without hesitation, you prepare yourself for combat and step through the gate. You step out the gate. Seconds later, directly behind the champion Korund, and immediately launch a devastating surprise attack. 
The first Kurund cries out in pain and alarm as your well-placed stroke drives into his knees. It only takes a second to finish him off and his lifeless form topples forward, his head striking the wing of stones with a sickening cluck which will go join your dark god. The la- the other two Kurons seek chant- cease chanting and spin to face you drawing long, curved knives from beneath their robes. You can now see they are they are also men, although their faces remain mostly obscured by the shadows cast by their hoods. Ungodly wretch! sneers one of the Kurund as they rush forward and attack. It's two black-walled Kurund. Well, it's better to have no god at all than your terrible chitty-chitty god. Hmm? Well, the corns stab at you with their long curved knives, and they are slain. And I get 2 XP, because they're not actually that strong, which is why they keep having to summon demons all the time. You quickly turn your attention to the fearsome, whirl-like form of Tefog, emerging from a bubbling pool of dark water. Tefog continues to emerge from a roiling pool of dark water. Two bulbous, glassy black eyes begin to protrude through the putrid jelly-like slime that encases his body. The reborn, the reborn spirit of Tefog stretches wide, a perfectly circular mouth winged with several rows of razor-sharp teeth and wars. As if in answer to the mighty war, the soft ground of the clearing begins to quiver and undulate as hundreds of merkmen begin to rise through the earth. The long dead Gluand, who once served Tefog at the site of this ancient temple, have been awakened to heed the call of their wizard master. You realise you must deal with Tefog here and now, before he is completely emerged from the pool and his wicked army is fully wizened. So, these are my options. One, I think that will kill me directly. I'll just check. Yep, if you try to run, you die. Because there's a gazillion merkmen there, and they're everywhere. Alright, so, use the guard wooden staff, or attack. Well, I'm going to attack. You leap forward and attack Tefok. Giant worm-like creature rises up and roars with rage before diving down to meet your attack. You now have a fight for your very life against the powerful, reborn spirit of Tefog. Tefog, in his giant worm form, does that imply he has other forms? Hmm. I don't think I've ever seen them. Alright, begin combat. Tefog tears at your flesh with his razor-sharp teeth. Well, Tries to. And I keep stabbing. Oh, well, it's only fair that's any, that's a worm lose to a toad. 133 XP. Tefog's worm-like form shudders violently as large amount of greyish ooze seeps forth from his open mouth. The hideous creature hastily retreats into the dark pool and disappears from view. 
Simultaneous with the defeat of their master, the hundreds of merkmen rising through the soft earth of the clearing began sinking back into the earth. In a matter of seconds, the rising army of merkmen has disappeared completely. Oh, that's that's good. That's good. That was the entire point of this thing. You wash over to the wing of stones and gaze into the pool. Beneath the surface of the bubbling black water, you can see Tefod's form growing smaller and smaller as it retreats into the seemingly bottomless pool. At length, the surface of the water grows calm, and you can no, no longer see any sign of the wizened spirit in the depths of the pool. So now to stop it from coming up again, I can use gating... I can use the gold wooden staff, or I can just, just hope, hope he just stays away on its own. I'll use the gold wooden staff because it's like designed for this. I'm not quite sure how I'm carrying it. Probably with great difficulty. You reach out and touch the gold wooden staff, stone tip to the surface of the dark pool. Well, it's a magic item. It probably just magically resized itself. Instantly, a violent shudder runs up the length of the staff and continues along your arm to your shoulder. Despite the intense comfort, you remain still, and your hands firmly gripping your hands firmly gripping the wooden staff and your eyes fixed on the surface of the pool as the water undergoes a remarkable transformation. The pool's dark water rapidly hardens into a sheet of black ice and then almost as quickly as it froze, begins to melt. It takes only seconds for the ice to melt. And in its wake, you are shocked to discover only bare earth inside the wing of stones, as if the pool never existed at all. Your action is served to forever close the portal that the coin had opened to allow the spirit of Tefog to take form in this world. The vile Tefog... Servant of the dark god Duath would ever again be able to use this gate to enter the world of Swift. But no doubt there were other gates somewhere in some temple deep in the wilderness, in a forest or a mountain or a swamp. There is another temple. There will be another. Te- there will be another temple and another gate. And other coordinates will go there. And they will try to open it. And I hope we can only hope that someone will be there to stop them. And it might just be me. 256 experience to general. The unmistakable sound of a foot falling on soft earth reaches your ears. And you instinctively spin around ready to defend yourself. Less than 20 yards from you stands a tall, black-robed figure, whose face is concealed in the shadow cast by an oversized hood. The figure leads on a tall wooden staff, and seems and seems to regard you with a good deal of caution, as you should. I just defeated your god. What chance do you stand? You realise this is another quand, and your eyes quickly scour the edge of the clearing and the temple ruins, in case there are others of your irk liking, of his irk lying in wait. After a moment's silence, the figure speaks 
in a thin and waspy voice that's eerily familiar. Well met again, Sir Quokington. The Corn throws back his hood, and you are aghast to find you're staring into the eyes of Corindar, the town odor of Stormfield who wished you luck just before you began your mission. <gasps> the tall grey-haired man smiles at you warmly and bows deeply. I never expected you to say the course to this point, he says, his waspy voice gradually changing into a grim monotone. Nevertheless... You have made an enemy today, Sir Quokington, of the one true God, Joeth, for it is his servant you cast back through this, through the gate, and it is upon you his faithful will enact their vengeance. Before you can react, Coindar waves his white hand over his head and disappears. A thick swarm of what black flies rises up from the ground on which he stood and buzzes off into the swamp. Still reeling from the unexpected counter, do you nearly leap out of your skin when a soft voice from behind you whispers your name? Okay, so Corindar is out there somewhere. He's probably looking for another gate in another temple to summon Tefog. Or maybe some other other demon god entity thing. Yes, maybe he's going to just go, go big and not go home because he can't go home. Because I'm going to tell everyone that he's a bad guy. Still wheeling from the unexpected encounter, you nearly leap out of your skin. When a soft voice from behind whispers your name. You turn around to face the voice of the vo- source of the voice, half expecting to find another black robed grunt. But the sight that greets your eyes is entirely unexpected. Seated on the mossy remains of a fallen temple column is a young, silver haired woman clad in flowing silver robes. The young woman smiles at you and waves. No doubt I appear very different to you than I did our last meeting, she says. Suddenly, a strange feeling washes over you. You realise the young woman seated on the column is through the white. What? You're young now? How am I supposed to respect you if you're young? Yeah. Well, I'm not gonna... You're young. How am I supposed to trust your quest-giving advice? If you're young. Young people can't give quests. You're, well, I guess you're just concluding the quest, so that's okay. Your victory is complete, says Yuffel spying. Tefog has been denied entrance to this world, and I dare say another age will have long since dawned before the foul spirit will have kindled itself sufficiently to leave its neverall home. The people of Stormfield, and indeed Swift, need not fear Tefog or the Merkmen any longer. Ilfril strides off the column and lands nimbly on her bare feet. Ilfril holds out her white hand, and an unseen force tears the gold wooden staff from your grip. The staff flies to Ilfril's open hand. Ilfril mutters a few words you cannot comprehend, and the sta- staff in her hand suddenly transforms into a long green snake. <laughs> 
The snake slip, slip, slips out of Euphra's grasp and starts to sliver away. Is she Moses? Because Moses did that. Just as the lengthy serpent reaches the edge of the clearing, it turns and gazes at you for a moment before disappearing into the undergrowth. Uh, I guess it's going to find these other temples and be ready to help out then. The swamp will begin to heal itself in the absence of Tefog and his minions as you feel. So we dare not tarry here. This place of evil longer than necessary. However, Sir Crokington, there is something I would bestow upon you in parting. Ithril sweeps his white hand towards the ground, and your eyes follow, your je- follow the gesture. You softly discover seven objects lying at their feet. These seven items hail from the realm of storms, he says, stepping back and motioning for you to approach the objects. I would not wish a visit of that Neverwell upon anyone, even a hero of your ability. Yet I offer you one of these items, in hopes it will serve you well. Each was crafted countless ages ago in that dark realm, for heroes long since departed. Choose wisely, Sir Crokington. You lean forward and examine the seven objects lying on the ground. You may take only one of these items, so choose carefully. There's the Axe of Storms. Melee 5, Body 1, Mind 1, Spirit 1. Two hands, well that's a no. This black-bladed battle-axe was given to you by your through the wise. It was crafted, count- crafted countless ages ago in the realm of storms in the Nevelous. This weapon is of magical quality. The Sword of Storms... Four melee rating, two body, mind, spirit. That's no good. Dagger of storms. Two melee rating. That's the terrible. Three body, three mind, three spirit. This black bladed dagger is given to you by your through the wise. Black bladed longsword. The mace of storms. Black bladed mace. Three melee rating, two body, mind, and spirit. The Staff of Storms, 5 melee rating, 2 body, mind, spirit, requires 2 hands. This black wooden staff was given to you through the wise. Right, the Amulet of Storms, 5 Neville Reserve, and 1 body, 1 mind, 1 spirit. Okay, that's an improvement. Oh, in some ways. What, what's on my neck now? Two four, so okay. The Amulet of Storms is better is a better Neville Reserve item than anything I have handy. So that so if I want to boost my Neville Reserve, I want that. And the Helm of Storms is just five stamina points, one body, mind, spirit. Black Iron Helm was given to you through the wise. Okay, I'll take the Amulet of Storms. At least for now, that will give me a way to raise my my Neville Reserve in a pinch. Or more accurately, during the replayables when melee waiting doesn't matter. Once you've chosen your item, you may continue. I have, and I will. 
The ground begins to quiver and shake as a low rumble rises up from the depths of the earth. Ithril mutters several words and reaches out as if she's holding her hands to you. The healing of this place has already begun, she says honestly. Let us depart, Sir Crokington. There is not a moment to lose. Take my hand. You suddenly come to the realisation the entire island is sinking into the swamp. Well, well, that's probably for the best. There's probably all sorts of nasty stuff here. Take your thrall's hand as she is instructed. You what? The moment you take your hand, your thrall's hand, you feel your feet whiffed off the ground. You watch in amazement as you float upward, off the island and above the swamp. In a matter of minutes, you are soaring high above the murk, in the bright mid-morning sky. Your hand claps tight with Ithros. When you look down at the mire far below, you can no longer see any sign of the island where Tefthol's wound temple stood. A short while later, later, your flight has ended as Euphil sets down with you on the outskirts of Stormfield, the spot where you entered the murk. Go now, Sir Crokington, she says, releasing her grip on your hand. It is unlikely we will ever meet again, for mine is a fleeting existence. Even now I find myself called elsewhere. Farewell, and may the elder spirits watch you. You hastily bid Uthul the wise farewell. In In return, she rapidly fades from view behind a shimmering curtain of silver sparkles. Seconds later, she is gone, and you find yourself standing alone at the edge of the murk. Without delay, you make your way into Stormfield, and report immediately to the Magistrate. The Magistrate is overjoyed to learn of your success, and he immediately calls for the convening of the town elders in his quarters. Suddenly, his face shadows, and his tone turns grave, as he tells you a bit of sad news concerning the town elder, Kordar. I've been seen for days, he says, shaking his head and sighing mournfully. Another victim of the Merc men, I shouldn't wonder. Though, with your victory, I pray he is the last. The magistrate's eyes widen in shock and disbelief when he recount the details of your recent encounter with Kondo in the Temple Ruins. He shakes his head and curses under his breath. This is grim news indeed, he says. If the contentable likes of the Korond walk among us as our own, how shall we ever find peace? The town elders arrive, their faces immediate, and their faces immediately light up. When the success of your mission is announced, they rush over to congratulate you. You wonder why the magistrate has not chosen to mention your encounter with Korondar, when suddenly your attention shifts elsewhere. The magistrate produces an iron-banded wooden chest and places it on the womb's lone table. Gold is hardly a reward fit for saving an entire town, yet it's the best we can offer you as compensation, he says. The chest contains a large amount of gold, which the town elders and magistrate vehemently insist you accept. Alright, 750 gold tokens. Alright, I don't know what I'm going to do with that. Probably buy some skills and powers on the Adventurers Collective. Well, not, not, well, won't do it on its own, of course. 
need quite a bit more than that. When you've collected the award, the magistrate pulls you aside and speaks to you alone. Now, what you've told me about Condor is a secret best kept between us for now, says the magistrate, his voice barely above a whisper. We all trusted Corandar, for we had known him all our lives. Yet your news has made me rethink a few things. Perhaps some day I will have need of your hope again. I hope I can count you among my friends, Sir Crokington. It does not take long for word of your mission's success to spread throughout Stormfield, and within hours a large feast has been planned, in which you are seated next to the magistrate as a guest of honour. Before the feast commences, the magistrate offers a moment of silent prayer and reflection for the missing town odour, Corindar. You and the magistrate quickly exchange knowing glances. Eh, I guess, I guess we can eat more easily catch him if he doesn't know that we know. Congratulations, Sir Crockington. Finally successfully saved the town of Stormfield from the mess of the murk. You have earned an experience bonus. 2,048 experience to general. Now that was an enormous amount when this quest was first out. After the feast, you stay, stay on in Stormfield for a few days as a guest of the magistrate before deciding it's time you're on your way. During those few days, you witness the town undergo a miraculous transformation. The shops that were closed due to the menace of the Merkmen are reopened, and the Marcus Place is again a bustling centre of commerce. The citizens of Stormfield now move about the town without the fear of wicked beings that once crept out of the Merk. Since your victory over Tefog and the Mirthmen, upon every visit to Stormfield, you were received with a hero's welcome. Everywhere we go, people smile and wave at you. The tale of Sir Crokington and the Mirthmen has become a favourite story among the locals, so I can rest here. What happens? Adventures for this location? Oh yeah, a journey into the Merc. Does anything happen if I talk to the town magistrate? The magistrate is happy to see you and ushers you into his quarters, where he pulls you a drought of strong spirits. He fills you in the latest local happenings and expresses the town's gratitude to you. You'll ever be open in Stormfield, he says with a smile. You bid the magistrate a farewell and continue about your business. Nope, nothing here. The local mercantile... Alright, it's, 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 yep, view the items, it's the same as before. No new stuff in the mercantile. Leave the trading post. Okay, so for the next adventure, we'll probably, I'm pretty sure we'll be doing Journey into the Merc. And there's, there's lots of other adventures to do throughout the kingdom, of course. But, those will happen in due time. And anyway, until then, farewell, fellow adventurers.
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 